Welcome to the Post Mo Podcast, a support guide to those leaving Mormonism. This is Audrey, your host. Hello, 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 everybody. I cannot believe how much support the first episode got. (laughs) I am shocked and so, like, thankful. Is that too much of a Mormon word? (laughs) To all of you, so many of you reached out, connected with me, resonated with the podcast and That just means so much to me that you guys followed, you subscribed, you sent messages, you called, you texted. The majority of you were very kind and respectful and I'm really encouraged that my vulnerability, because this is so scary (laughs) to make this, but that through this I've been able to already impact over 300 of you and... I hope that number just continues to grow as you guys listen and share with your friends. Please share. I'm an open book, as you guys know, from episode one. (laughs) So anyway, I'm just super excited to get this podcast series going and be able to help those who need it. This week, you're just going to hear me rambling again. I promise. Hopefully next week, we're able to get an interview episode in. A lot of my friends that I've been reaching out to are busy, you know, they have lives like normal people and I really decided to do this podcast out of the blue. And also it's very scary to put yourself out there so I understand why people might be hesitant to be on this podcast. I'd say like 1% of the messages that I got were ick. You know what I mean? Like, please don't ever send me that again. And like, why are you reaching out to me when you haven't cared about our friendship for 10 years? And then all of a sudden you're saying stuff to me. Like, just don't. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, I'll probably cut that part out. So this week it's me rambling again. Promise you'll get people in the future so you don't just have to listen to my voice. Although so many of you complimented my voice and that just means so much to me because you know how when you record yourself and then you hear it played back and you're like, who is that person? That is not me. That's literally how I felt. So I'm really glad that a lot of you like that voice that I don't hear in my head, but I hear on the podcast with you. So let's just jump right in. Today's topic, how to... Because this is like a how-to guide on how to live life outside Mormonism. Okay, so again, how to decide what you really believe. Now, I'm just going to come out with a disclaimer. There's not a right or wrong answer to this question. Like, it's not how to decide what you should believe. There's no should in here, okay? And being an ex-Mormon, it's really hard to swallow when there's no right answer. Let's get into that. If you think about it, for people like me who are born into the church, we're told from day one what to believe. My mom was singing primary songs to me in the womb, you know, and nothing against my mom. Like, how else are you supposed to parent? You take what you believe, you take what you know to be true, and you try to put that upon the human that you just brought into this world, right? It's not exclusive to Mormonism. Like, it's just what you do. So, again not knocking my mom here at all but 
from day one, you know, I'm taught, you're a child of God. Joseph Smith is a prophet. The Book of Mormon is true. There's a living prophet on the earth today. The priesthood is God's power on earth. I could go on for days. You guys know all of these like truths that are taught to you at such a young age. You know, you're singing, I can't wait to go on a mission. Nobody tells you that a mission's fucking hard. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Anyway, tangent there. I get it. Like, I'm raising my kid. I hope that one day he grows up, becomes a critical thinker, like we were talking about in our last podcast episode. And he gets to say, you know, mom, like, thanks for teaching me that, but I actually believe this. And I'll be like, okay, if you're critically thinking about it and you have solid reasons for why you came to that belief, I respect that. And that's like what we want of our kids, right? Hopefully. If not, you need to go to therapy. (laughs) Just kidding. So we're taught from day one, Mormon church is the true church of God on the earth today. And there's one way to make it to the celestial kingdom. And if you don't measure up, you're not going to get there. We're taught I know phrases from the beginning and we're expected to use them. We hear men in power use phrases all the time. I know Jesus is real as if I saw him standing here in front of me. I know Joseph Smith is a prophet. I know the church is true. Right. Which, again, what does that even mean? The church is true. Yeah, the church is a building. So is the building true? Cool. Cool, cool. (laughs) So I put this out on social media. And if you aren't following me already, you can follow me at at how to exmo on Instagram. Okay, and I got lots of responses. Thank you guys for participating. I promise everything shared here will be anonymous. One of them really stood out to me because I resonated with it. It was wild, disorienting, and frankly traumatic, she says, to have my whole paradigm for life and the eternities come crashing down in one day, to go from saying, I know, to realizing that in reality, I had no idea. And I think that's what I want to focus on today. We're taught, I know this to be true, I know this, I know that. It's okay not to know. It's okay to be like, what do I believe? Hmm, I'm not sure. And there's no timeline. Because you're taught all the time. I know that families can be forever. I know that God is real. I know that Jesus Christ is the Christ. I know the Book of Mormon is true, you know, and this particular person said one day, personally, and I don't think she was necessarily saying this, but it was not one day. It was years of deconstructing my beliefs, of analyzing what I had been taught, of trying to listen to my instinct and figure it out. And it's not easy. It's painful and it's difficult and if you've never had your own reality crumble down around you it's not easy to understand there were a lot of people that reached out to me this week who are still in the church that just didn't really understand what I was talking about didn't understand the pain 
They didn't understand why it could be scary or painful to leave. And I get if you've never had it happen to you, it would be really hard to understand. But belief is just such a core part of our identity. And it doesn't go away overnight. I don't know about you, but it's not like I woke up one day and I was like, well, good day not to be a Mormon, (laughs) you know, 57 degrees, don't want to be Mormon today. (laughs) Like I was saying, like it's a years long process of questioning and feeling weird and sad and happy and moody. And one day you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then the next day you're like, what was I thinking yesterday? (laughs) It's just moments of discovering discrepancies of lies. And it's painful relief society lessons. It's so hard to lose what you thought you knew was true. What you believed with your whole soul. Things that have eternal consequence. So like I said, I took this to social media And one of the questions that I asked was, how long did it take you to figure out what you believed post-Mormonism? Because I just feel like it's not something that I am able to even think about right now. It's not something that I'm able to process. I think we feel a sense of pressure. From day one, we've been taught what to believe. Or maybe day one from our baptism. We've been taught things that we knew were true. And then all of a sudden you're left with no beliefs. It's lonely. And it's really hard to trust yourself. Because you just don't want to like jump into other beliefs. You thought you knew what was true. You thought you were being a critical thinker. You thought that you really had things understood. And so for me, it's it's hard to trust. Like, what makes the Book of Mormon not true, but the Bible true? And what makes Joseph Smith not a prophet, but Jesus, the Son of God? And a lot of Christians are probably going to come for me I had a lot of really well-intentioned, wonderful people, like we're talking more than 20 people, reach out to me to ask if I was still a Christian. And to be completely honest, my answer is no. I'm not not a Christian. I'm just like not thinking about it. I have zero beliefs. And people might seem like, That sounds like anarchy, you know, where I'm just willy-nilly with my beliefs and I have a child, you know. I'm not saying that I believe in, like, horrible things. Like, I I still have moral values, okay, but I just don't, uh, like, tie them to a religion or to a certain, like, spirituality belief. I actually think it's kind of freeing, I think it's freeing to say, I don't know, especially when you've been conditioned in this mindset of testimony. Having a testimony is crucial to the last days, you know. You should know that the church is true. Doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. Like, these things are ingrained in us. 
And to me, it's been liberating to take a step back and say, I don't know. I don't know. And it's okay not to know. There's no timeline. Shout out to my therapist, Karen, for walking me through this. (laughs) There's no timeline that's like, okay, Audrey, you need to have your beliefs figured out by June 28th. You know, nobody is expecting that of me. And beliefs are so connected to identity that they shouldn't be decided overnight. They shouldn't be taken lightly. And especially when I have trust issues surrounding religious belief, it's definitely not something that I should be rushing into. And I just hope anybody who's going through the same thing is able to resonate with that. I remember those last weeks where I was deciding to leave, like never step foot in a Mormon church again, which I totally will to like go to like a baby blessing. Anyway, those last weeks as I was like trying to figure it out, I was so worried. I was so worried to take that step and not know what was next, not know what I was going to teach my kid, not know what I believed because I had been so used to knowing I had been so used to having that safety and that security of thinking that you knew truth I just want to share that in case it resonates with anybody you know maybe you too are in your last weeks of Mormonism maybe you're in your last years maybe you are years out from deconstructing but If that resonates with you, if you're like, I feel like I should know what I believe. Here's a random girl on a podcast giving you permission to not believe anything (laughs) or to believe something new or to believe something old. I have some friends that are taking a lot of what the Mormon church teaches and wanting to bring that to their children. And I have friends taking non-denominational Christian beliefs into their home. And there's not a right or a wrong answer. I want to share a couple of the things that were shared to me on Facebook with you so that you can hopefully feel less alone. Because there's room for everybody. One says, I still believe in God and Jesus Christ. I'm not sure if they're separate or the same. I do hope for something after this life. I hope it will be inclusive and happy. Really, I'm just going with the flow of things. I'm trusting my gut and intuition. Another says, I choose to still believe in Jesus Christ, focusing on how he taught to treat others, especially the downtrodden and outcast in society. I strive to emulate his example of empathy and social justice. Another said, I don't know, and I'm okay with that right now. I think there's beauty in the mystery of what happens after this life. I do believe we will see our loved ones again, but if not, I'm going to cherish those relationships while I have them. That same person went on to say, I like a lot of secular Buddhist ideas, and I put up some Buddhist statues in my house a couple of months ago. I think it helped me not to focus on my spirituality for a while and just be. I know that's not for everyone, but it helped me. Another says, I think that we create our own afterlife, and also that we can't really predict what it is. 
I've come to a place where I'm okay with there being one or not because all I hope for is peace. As you can see, there's a variety of beliefs even in what I just shared. My point is that there's room for all of us in this world. There's room for all different sets of beliefs. There's room for everyone who's trying their best. I feel like the Mormon church is really good at creating the other mentality. They usually call it the world. So that's what the world would have you believe. The great and spacious building represents the world. And part of reconstructing my personal beliefs was realizing that the world was actually just made up of a lot of human beings that were amazing, trying their best, that had a lot of good in them and some bad in them, and that there was room for everybody. There's room for the Muslims, the Jews, there's room for the Mormons, there's room for the Christians, the Catholics, the Buddhists, the agnostics, the atheists. I think when it comes to that point of my belief is the only belief that should exist, I mean, that's toxic. And that's part of why I was like, wait a second, I don't want to raise my kid like this. I don't want to raise my kid with, you are blessed to be in the only true church on the face of the earth, when I didn't really believe that. There's a lot of really great churches out there, great church communities, people that are trying their best, that all believe different things. And I'm choosing to see that as a good thing. It is hard to look at history and see where religion has played such a negative role. But I'm also trying to be a realist and look at how religion really does motivate people in many cases, not all, but many, to be better human beings, to have better values, to serve their neighbor, and to get in touch with their spiritual side, things like that. It's not as simple as us versus them. And I think the Mormon church does a really good job at creating that kind of divide of this is who we are and then there's the world and what I'm learning is that there's room for all of us your belief does not have to match what another person believes and in religions especially in the Mormon religion it feels like we all have to be believing this one central thing this testimony should consist of specific things that you know. And leaving that behind and realizing that for me now, it's about learning to trust my own instinct, my inner voice, learning what my personal values are. It's taken therapy. It's taken guided meditation. It's taken a long time. But it's been so beautiful to find my place in this quote-unquote world. It's been referred to as the world my whole life. The Mormon church versus the world. And now I'm a part of the world. But what a beautiful world. (laughs) 
full of complex human beings with different belief systems. On a different note, I think I also struggle with this trying to figure out what I believe thing because there were some really beautiful, miraculous spiritual experiences that happened to me. And at the time, I believed that they came from God or a divine presence. But at this time in my life, I'm allowing myself to question the higher power. I have a lot of questions (laughs) for the higher power. And also just very unsure that we'll ever have answers. And so then I'm faced with, were all of these miraculous things actually just by chance? There are just some beautiful things that happened to me. And then I look back on them and I'm like, what was that? (laughs) And I know that the Christians call it God and I know others call it karma and even more people say fate of the universe. And I just don't have the answer. Right now, I'm choosing to have gratitude for those special moments without feeling the need to explain them. And that works for me. Not having the pressure to know why those things happened, how those things happened. I don't feel that pressure anymore. And it's relieving. I can just say, I am grateful that I was led to that friendship in a miraculous way. And I do not need to have an explanation. If you're unsure what you believe, you're not alone. Maybe it's going to take you three to five years. Maybe it's going to be continually ongoing. But I just want to remind you and shout out again to my therapist, Karen, (laughs) that I learned there's no timeline and there's no pressure to believe things a certain way. You get to decide what you'll take with you from the church. Some of you mentioned that you're taking prayer. Others mentioned that you're taking principles like faith, honesty, family values. Those are wonderful things. And it's really up to you what you want your own life to look like. That's probably the most beautiful thing that's coming out of my reconstructing beliefs. I get to explore my intuition. I get to figure out what my life looks like. I get to reclaim my identity and shape it how I want. In this current state of my life, There's no longer a God that I have to follow or a savior that has to redeem me from my sins. And I sound like a heathen, I know. (laughs) Maybe I will believe in Jesus again someday, but right now my life is good and my mind isn't ready for it. I'm just excited to live my life the way that I want to and see what happens. Not put pressure on myself to believe things a certain way like I did before, but to allow myself to be, like the girl said earlier in her shared comments, allow myself to be, allow myself to have faith in myself, to learn what my intuition is saying, to learn what my values are, to learn how I want to shape my life. It's a beautiful gift to be able to reclaim your own life and realize that, you know, the topic of today, how to decide what you really believe, you trust your instinct, you trust your gut, and it's going to look different for every single person. It's okay not to know. 
and I will fight you if you disagree. (laughs) Also, as a side note, I don't know if this is happening to you guys, but whenever I'm writing in my journal, I have to physically stop myself from writing, oh, I'm so, so grateful, or thanks be to God, or like whatever that shit that I would write like over and over in there. I'm not saying it's bad to write those things if you actually feel that way, but I seriously just say them or write them out of habit. Like the indoctrination goes deep. It's on the page before my mind even like processes like, wait a second, thanks to God for these blessings. Like you literally don't even believe in God right now. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again for all taking the time to listen. This episode is not as long as the other one was, which hopefully might be a good thing. Again, hopefully next week we get some interview sessions in there. And I just want to thank you all for taking the time to listen. I hope that you feel a little less lonely today after listening to my podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Post Mo Podcast. Until next time, this is Audrey your host.